0: Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, welcome, you guys, to today's episode of the podcast. I am so happy that you are joining me today. This is an Awesome episode. And it's one I have been so eager to share with you all. But before we dive into my conversation with Lindsay Holt, I wanted to encourage you. So, if you are a new listener, you guys should definitely check out my most recent bonus episode. So, last Friday, I did a bonus episode that I actually recorded in Dallas before the worst of the snowstorm. And I updated everybody on a lot of fun things that are coming up on the podcast, as well as how businesses can begin sponsoring episodes. It's a really exciting and it's a really fun time for the podcast. So if you have any interest in hearing more about what's to come, please do check out that Friday bonus episode. Well, today's episode is really special because we are welcoming a native Texan on the podcast. And of course, My heart and thoughts and prayers have been with my home state, my family there over the last week. Uh, So I'm really excited. I'm excited to introduce you guys to Lindsay Holt, also known as Houston Diamond Girl, also known as the brains and beauty behind Lindsay Lee Jewelry. I was originally introduced to Lindsay via my sister-in-law and have since been able to meet her in person. Uh, I was able to go by the store in Houston. It is so beautiful. Beautiful. I was also even lucky enough to receive a little Lindsay Lee under the Christmas tree from my awesome in-laws. So all around, this is going to be a really fun conversation for me to share. When Lindsay and I recorded, you'll hear that she was still pregnant with her son, Henry. He has since arrived, and we're so happy about her growing family. A very belated congratulations to you, Lindsay. Well, here is Lindsay Holt on... How'd She Do That? Welcome to today's episode of How'd She Do That? Today's guest is one I am so excited about, as she comes highly recommended by you, my listener. I asked who you all wanted to hear from recently, and many suggested Houston Diamond Girl, more commonly known as Lindsay Holt. Lindsay is a native Texan with a lifelong love of jewelry, especially diamonds. After receiving her BA from LSU, Lindsay went on to complete her diamond certification course through Gemological Institute of America. Lindsay has since launched her concierge jewelry service, Houston Diamond Girl, which takes the mystery and fear out of the jewelry selection process. Lindsay works one-on-one with clients from selecting the right stones to crafting the perfect setting. The process is quick, seamless, and fun. When Lindsay isn't meeting with clients, designing custom pieces for her store, or shooting content for her website and social media platforms, she is likely volunteering in the nonprofit sector of Houston, enjoying time with girlfriends or hanging out at home with her family, which includes her husband and first baby on the way. Lindsay, welcome to How'd She Do That?
1: Hey, Emily, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here, and I can't wait to to dive into all these questions with you.
0: Likewise, and again, I just want to reiterate, it's always really fun when I have a guest on that my listeners just went crazy over, so they're excited (laughs) to have you as well.
1: (laughs) I know, I love that. That's so exciting. It makes me feel like even more ready for this. It's, it's, it's new and I'm, this is like only my second podcast. So I love hearing that people recommended me.
0: Oh, yes. Well, they want to hear more. And I also want to brag just briefly, I have done quite a few recordings and sometimes when I get a recommendation, it's really hard to track folks down. And listener, you will love to know this, especially if you suggested Lindsay. She has been so easy to coordinate with, so quick and fun. So again, <laughs> welcome, Lindsay. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Uh, Well, I love to just dive in. I love to dive in with clients and and with guests and hear their stories and get going right off the bat. So I'd love to know, and I mentioned this earlier, um, but I'd love to know, where did you go to school? What did you major in? Many of my listeners are recent grads or perhaps looking to pivot uh, in their careers. So why don't you tell us, where did you go to school and what did that season of life look like for you?
1: I actually am from Houston, Texas, and I decided to go to LSU, which is Louisiana State University. So right next door, not too far, but I loved it. It was a totally different culture in Baton Rouge than it is in Texas. <laughs> um, and it was just, it opened up so many doors for me. I studied fashion merchandising, and then I minored in business. I always kind of knew that I wanted to be, you know, have some kind of business structure under my belt. But I also loved fashion because I grew up in the fashion industry. Um, When I started modeling at 13 years old. So I was like, fashion was a dream, grew up in it, knew everything about it. But then kind of when I graduated, pivoted a little bit away from that once I started realizing that it wasn't exactly the direction I wanted to go in.
0: Oh, wow. Well, that's fun to hear even that you were kind of diving into modeling at a young age. And so that would be a little bit of where that love for fashion comes from. <laughs> what did internships look like for you? Or perhaps was it your first role out of school that helped you kind of go into this specific path? What, what was that like for you?
1: So the internships were kind of where I decided that I didn't want to go into the fashion industry per se. Oh, um, <laughs> because I went to California and I went to LA and did a um, internship there for one summer, so it was about three and a half months where I worked at a style house. So it was, you know, stylists would come in and borrow all the luxurious clothes for photo shoots and for runways, and you know, we were always doing PR hits. And so it, to me, it was like it was very fast paced and it was fun, but I didn't really enjoy so much the having to constantly be on all hours of the day like watching tv watching celebrities seeing what they posted seeing what they were wearing um and then pulling garments for them and for their stylists it just it wasn't exactly the role i wanted to live and i also didn't want to be in california or la i kind of wanted to come back to texas and there's not much of that in texas so i decided okay well i need to then decide what I want to do. I worked retail all the way from when I was a sophomore in high school all the way through college. Um, And I didn't really want to be in the retail industry anymore either, especially with clothing because I loved it. But it was just... It was kind of wasn't challenging enough for me either. Hmm. So when I came home, I was like, okay, now I need to figure out what I need to do. But I also need to make money while I do it. So (laughs) my first job out of college, I worked at a christmas decorating company so (laughs) which sounds really funny to say out loud it was for all holidays we would decorate but it was mainly christmas um that we would start in you know august preparing for these houses and we would do christmas decorations we would do mantles massive christmas trees and some of these projects would take like two weeks just to install one house and so we did it for Easter. We did all basically all holidays around the year, Valentine's Day, Halloween. Um, it was fun. Um, but I also was like, this isn't a forever job. This was just right out of college, me figuring it out. So that's when I then decided to um, start really taking it seriously, what I wanted to do. And while I was trying to figure it out, a boutique and like a jewelry store in Houston, which is like a little boutique store, um, reached out to me saying that they were hiring if I was interested. And I had never walked foot in the store, but I was like, all right, I'll go in here and just, you know, see what's up. And they had these little things called flash tattoos. And so I was wanting to go in there and buy flash tattoos anyways. <laughs> do you remember when flash tattoos came out? Yes. Yes, I do. So, I love oh, it. Oh my goodness. It. They were selling out everywhere. Um, <laughs> so this uh, jewelry boutique ended up purchasing them and they had them in stock. So I was like, I'm going to go buy these before my trip to Thailand. And, <laughs> you know, Wear jewelry and feel glamorous on the beach.
0: Um, oh my gosh. And so
1: while I was there, um, they were like, hey, if you need a job, like we're hiring for an assistant manager. And I was like, I know nothing about jewelry. That's like one area of my life I've never touched. And Wow. Sure, I'll take a job. I
0: don't have one. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So that is so fun. And Lindsay, this is really cool because uh, for those of you listening, you might not even know about the touchdown in Los Angeles that Lindsay did. And I love, too, just such a great takeaway from that season because it sounds like you actually were able to really learn a lot of what you didn't want to do in that role.
1: Absolutely. Internships are great for you know, figuring out what you like and what you don't like. And so two internships I had that were right out of college and the main one being the fashion style house, I just learned very quickly. Nope. But that's what yeah. the internships is, you know, you dip your foot in the water and then you see if it's good for you or not. And then you, you know, you get out.
0: And so that's what I did. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> too, I love thinking of you. It sounds like running around Houston, were these private homes that you're putting up Christmas mantles at? What Was that what that setup was kind of like? And was that an internship? Oh, yes. Or was that a full-time role?
1: That was a full-time role. So okay. we were working like 70-hour weeks because, I mean, especially getting close to the holidays, the young lady I worked for, she had started her own business in Houston Just basically going around to, you know, getting clients with these mansions that we would decorate. I mean, even the girls' bedrooms, we would put in Christmas trees. Like some of these houses had like 20 Christmas trees. And so... Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Weeks for us to finish one job. And I'm not just like, oh, we put in a Christmas tree. We put in a Christmas tree with a thousand ornaments and 15 bolts of ribbon and, you know, snow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was quite the production and it was, it was fun, but it was, it was work. And I, and I knew, I knew she hired me on, um, to be full-time. And then I was like, no, that's not actually my passion. I loved doing it though. Now I know how to decorate homes and I can decorate my own house, but It was great for the time being, but I knew it wasn't forever.
0: Oh, well, that's so fun to think about. And, and just a quick side note, I am originally from Dallas and my husband is from Houston. And funny enough, yeah. we now live in LA. Uh, but I'm tracking <laughs> with you because everything is truly bigger in Texas. So for those of you who, who your jaw yeah. just dropped, you're like, a little girl had her own Christmas tree? Yes, I assure <laughs> you she did. <laughs> it's not out of the norm. It is not out of the norm. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm pumped. So I I'm excited because we're kind of at what it sounds like is the beginning of Lindsay, you kind of stepping in and recognizing that that jewelry is something that you're passionate about. So tell us a little bit more about that boutique. Tell us what you were doing. Tell us maybe what you loved about uh, that season and, and what that looked like. I
1: got hired on as the assistant manager and it was a very, very swift move for me. To go up to manager it was within like six months because the manager ended up um, getting pregnant and decided to retire. So I was like, "Oh wow, I'm six months in and now I'm the manager." So it was awesome to be able to grow that quickly and be trusted that quickly with the company. Um, right. My did a really good job at allowing us to. Just try it on our own, and if we make a mistake, you know, he's there to guide us. Um, He taught us all about jewelry. I learned about diamonds, I learned about mainly being there jewelry because I mean, I was the head buyer, I managed all of the girls there, and so I learned the ins and outs of how to buy jewelry, what's in style, what's in fashion, what are people looking for, you know, what works, what doesn't, Um, the latest designers. We were always sourcing, trying to find the newest thing. Um, what's going to be the next big hit. Um, so for me, it was great because it was, I had a boss that allowed me to grow, develop and really take charge. And so I kind of like ran this boutique, you know, and so that's, that's kind of where you, you learn is when you allow, when you have somebody that allows you to spread your wings and is there when you, when you make mistakes. And so that's kind of what I loved about my job. Um, but I did hit a bit of a ceiling and I was like, okay, there's nowhere else I can go. I can't really grow beyond um, this little boutique because it is retail. It is a, you know, we did a little bit of custom here and there, but mainly we didn't really do any e commerce. It was mainly just, you oh. know, or you showed it, you sold it, you know, you kept buying, you saw it was in style, you, you know what I mean? Like it was the same wheel that was turning. And so yeah, and I was like, all right. I've hit the ceiling. Let's move on to the next thing.
0: Oh my goodness. Now, how long were you at that boutique? How many years was that or months? What did that look like?
1: Um, it was about three years I was there for.
0: Oh, it. nice. So yes.
1: The greatest thing I learned there, and, and my husband loves to joke with me. He's like, the the thing I know nothing about besides jewelry is how to run a company. And you know, how, yes. to like he can build the company. He doesn't know how to run it on a daily basis. And so he was like, he's like, it's so impressive that you, we started this company and you were running it from day one because I took everything I learned and just copied it, you know, like just did everything. Now we've totally evolved from the ways I learned back then, but, you know, I just knew how to make a company stay afloat now to grow it. That's a whole different ballgame that I've, you know, I've learned along the way, but it's, it's been, yeah, it's been fun.
0: Ah, oh, well, that is so exciting to think about this season of life where, and, and props to you because I think a lot of women, perhaps you're listening and you're loving Lindsay's story as I am, but perhaps you're in a position where you feel like, okay, I haven't actually heard that that glass ceiling analogy, but that's what I'm feeling like in my life or career. And it's going to be fun because now, Lindsay, you can kind of take us through the next steps. But, but listener, if you're feeling that way, just hold on and, and continue to take notes of, of Lindsay's story because this is so cool to think about <laughs> you looking around and recognizing that. So what did the plunge look like? Did you start working on your own role while you were there? Did you full on quit and just go for it? I mean, and perhaps too, because you just mentioned your husband, what was happening in your personal life at at this time? Were you married, engaged? Uh, Would love to connect the dots there as well.
1: No. Okay. So funny. I was single. Well, I had just gotten out of a really serious relationship and- I don't think he thought my career was serious enough, so I always was just like, oh, <laughs> "I'm just a manager of a boutique." You know what I mean? In my head, yeah. no, yes. I knew that I was. It was much bigger than that, but because he had, you know, made some side comments, so I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm too I'm too small, too small." So that it was it was funny because you know I was single, I had no real help from anyone or guidance from anyone to be like, "Hey, you know, if you're wanting to take a move, you should try this." It was just kind of me being like. I don't really know what to do, and then somebody reached out to me and was like, "Hey, you should come do custom bridal work." I have um, I have my oh. own. Team. I you know I need someone young to come work with me and bring in their own clientele, and so I was like, "That sounds terrifying because I don't have clientele." <laughs> twenty, I think I was twenty five at the time and yeah twenty five I think and I was like I don't really have clientele like we didn't you know like I don't know what to do. Um I don't have any diamond certification or I don't sell engagement rings or wedding bands or anything like that. Um and he was like don't worry I'll teach you. So I then decided, okay, you know, I'm gonna take this transition in my life. You know, I'm young, I'm single, I'm have really nothing to lose, let's just try it out. So I started off there and the, my first year there did extremely well. Um, that's when I put myself through GIA school. And that's when I started like my Instagram to try and like gain followers. Um, and just to let people know what I was doing. You know, I didn't have really any other way to, to tell people, hey, I'm doing custom engagement rings," because I was in the age too, that this is prime for all of our friends to start getting engaged. And so uh. I had to tell people without being like forceful or like, Calling them and saying, Hey, I'm doing engagement rings. Like, because an engagement ring is also something that's so sentimental and something too that a lot of people have in their family already. Like, they already have a family jeweler or they mm-hmm. have a mom or dad who will help guide them. So, picking up the phone and calling a friend or like a friend of a friend or, you know, somebody I thought was dating somebody for too long, it just seemed really inappropriate to me. So, I was like, Okay, I'm going to target these people by starting an Instagram. So, that's. I launched my Instagram and just slowly started, you know, building my clientele that way.
0: What just year took us? Us?
1: That was 2016. Yeah. So I was 25 at the time.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm sorry I don't mean to interrupt you. just said it really kind of took off from there, which is so cool to think about. <laughs> and I love to cuz you just touched on something that that is so awesome, just that element of like I'm terrified. I'm 25. I don't have any clientele. What 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 you know, and and for for that gentleman to be like, "Look, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help teach you." So, I'd love to know and this this might be a fun throwback for you. Who was, and you don't have to say the name, but but what was that first uh, client like? I mean, what was that first engagement ring through you? What, what was that like to, to have oh, that that moment?
1: Love that question. Um, it's another funny thing. That client was actually in my store yesterday. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> he was buying his wife some Opal earrings for Christmas. Thankfully, this oh. is Aaron's uh, Christmas. But yeah, <laughs> He just came in yesterday and every time we see each other, we're like, he's like, don't forget. I'm your first. I'm, I'm your first guy. And I'm like, I know, I know. I love you so <laughs> great. He was a referral to me because I had gone to Africa on a uh, mission trip to Zambia to work with orphans. Mm-hmm. And one of the ladies there too was from Houston. And she and I became really close and she was like, oh, my is my getting engaged. I need to tell him to come call you. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like still not knowing how to like market or, you know, or even like tell people about myself. And she's like, I'm telling him to come to you. And I was just like so uncomfortable. Like, oh my God, okay, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then he did. And I was like, whoa, Tom has come to me. This is so crazy. Like that connection worked. Like, okay, um, what do I do now? You know, and so
0: <laughs>
1: he and I, you know, got trained and kind of worked through the building of the ring process together because he was my first client. And, and it it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, We became good friends from it and I adore his wife and he gets every, every Christmas anniversary birthday present from me. And so it's (laughs) it's funny how it all comes full circle. And he followed me to, you know, where I'm at now, because I'm obviously no longer at the other place. So it's just funny. It's, it's, it's awesome how you see things work out that you didn't even know were going to even happen
0: to begin with. Mm. Totally, totally. And that's so true mm-hmm. about how you've grown your business and even just, gosh, I love that. I love hearing about <laughs> the first client connection and that he was in your store yesterday. Oh, well, that says yes. a lot about you too, Lindsay. That says a lot about you and, and your ability to, to pick out beautiful things. Well, I'd love to know uh-huh. because you are truly, truly the expert here. I'd love to know a little bit about what was the, the certification, the GIA, I believe, What does that entail for someone like me who I know, I know nothing about diamonds except for the engagement. Well, now wedding bands and whatnot I have on my hands. I mean, I know, I think my husband knows a lot more than I do. What (laughs) is that process like and what are you actually learning? I mean, give us like a a tiny crash course in that for, for someone like me, who's like a clarity cut. Okay. I kind of know, but, but maybe take us through what, what you're looking for when you're looking for a beautiful piece.
1: Um, tiny crash course on GIA,
0: that <laughs> yes. was
1: probably harder for me than anything I took in college.
0: <laughs> wow. Because,
1: I mean, we went back to learning how a diamond is formed, which goes back, you know, millions and billions of years ago, how the mm. earth is how the mantle is. And so it was just like mind boggling how, how in depth we went into it for GIA. So that course took about a year and a half to complete, I'd say, um, learn a lot, but you learn the most when you're with diamonds, you know, looking at them, you know, playing with them, looking at the different sizes, seeing what the imperfections are and, you know, learning about the different clarities. And I to me, a lot of times the only diamonds I sell are GIA certified because I know that they're the highest ranking certified stones. So that's kind of just like, I guarantee this, but I also am backed by, you know, a very credible source that guarantees them too. So,
0: mm.
1: but I, you know, to me, it's like, if you have a GIA paperwork that has a little bit lower of a grading, but looking at the diamond, it's gorgeous. Then you have a unicorn. Um, cause you're mm. not, that gorgeous stone like you would if it had higher gradings so i always want a stone that's totally eye clean and that faces up white and has good proportions so that means si1 and above so like your vs1s your vs2s and your si1s are usually almost always going to guarantee that your stone is eye clean unless you're in an emerald cut then you don't want to go below a vs um then Depending on the stone too, you know, I don't really sell anything below an eye color unless it's a round or an emerald cut that hides color more than other stones. So you can dip down into a J and it'll face up white. Um, But other than that, I don't really sell anything out of the near colorless grading zone. Just because to me, I I like the face up white look and I want to make sure that my client, you know, if she looks down at her ring, I don't want her to really see any warmth. So that's, if I wouldn't wear it, I would want, I mean, I I would think another, another girl would want to wear it too. But I also too, am very like, what does the guy want? What does he feel proud of? And Mm.
0: then
1: all about your girlfriend, what's important to her? Um, That's kind of just a little touch on what we look for in a diamond. And I want a diamond that has, you know, more weight at the top of the stone than it carries at the bottom. So we want to have a good spread on it. We don't want belly heavy stones. So it's just all about looking at proportions and knowing what you're looking for when sourcing a diamond.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> this is one of you. First of all, you just started speaking a different language. So um, guys, <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys know what Lindsay said. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Oh, I love it. This is so good. You guys, first of all, I just have to make a quick pitch. If you're listening and you are potentially going to be engaged at some point soon, you should maybe just like you know time it out and send that over to your boyfriend <laughs> potential <laughs> fiance and let let him hear Lindsay's insight because it's just so cool. I love that's one of my favorite things about this podcast is having women on like you who you are an expert in an area that I will likely never be an expert in. Hopefully I'll be a, a client of yours and can enjoy it, it in that way, but everything you just said perhaps I will not be uh, quite in that detail. So it's just so cool. That that's so fun, Lindsay. Thank you for that quick Ooh course, yeah. I, feel, I feel like I, I have a little bit more of an understanding. But again, you guys, y'all can just pause and rewind, send that over to your boyfriend so he gets a little more <laughs> insight. <laughs> oh, that's so our <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, let's think because I love where we're at in, in your story and kind of that step into taking on clients and learning from what sounds like another expert in the field. Uh, I'd love to know what was the inspiration behind? starting Lindsay Lee Jewelry and when when did that actually take off? Is that happening in this season of life or are we coming up on it? What did that look like?
1: That season happened early spring of 2018. So I was 28 years old. So I had then worked at my previous place for about a year and a half. And stepping out into my own and starting my own business, my own jewelry store, Was that part of the plan? Not really. Um,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I got thrown into it by, um, I had gone and asked for a raise um, because I was doing so well my first year and I was the only woman there. And I realized I was making 10% less in commission on my own jobs that I had Mm -hmm. to bring in solely myself. So I didn't get any walk-ins like everyone else did everything was 100% brought in by me, curated by me. And I was getting a lower cut in my commission. So wow, went, went in and had a meeting to, you know, discuss where I stood in the company and why I was getting, you know, this much larger pay cut. Um, when my sales were higher than some people's five years, I was laughed at, <laughs> literally laughed at in my face. And so oh my gosh. I told, you know why do you deserve it? Make me a list of reasons why. And I came back with no list. And I said, I have no list. And I have no job either, because I'm out. So I walked Mm. out. And, um, you know, because they failed me, they actually, you know, made me a success. So they were a huge role into why I decided to go off on my own. Um, So that their failure to give me a raise is you know, why I'm in the current position I am. Um, Would I have ever gone off and done this? Probably not. If they had just been like, hey, yeah, take the raise, you deserve it. I probably would have still been there, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, I also had my husband who was like, who was very corporate, very business savvy, very, you know, looking at all my numbers. And well, he was my boyfriend at the time. Then we got engaged. So right, he was about my, I think he was my fiancé around the same time I quit, he was the one that was like kicking me out the door. like, <laughs> This is not right. You need to go in here and set up this meeting. Cause I also too probably wouldn't have set up the meeting if it weren't for him, because uh, it's not really in my nature to stand up for myself and fight or anything like that. But he was like, no. And so he was, you know, he put me in contact with different banks and different, you know, accountants to be like, talk to these people, give them your numbers, and you see if this is right that you are making this much or you're you know, getting this pay cut and you're making this commission on gross profit, blah, blah. And so the more people I talked to, the more they were like, you need to make a transition or you need to you know, change something because this is not right. And I was like, okay. So it kind of <laughs> started the path of Lindsay Lee. I then walked out and was like, Holy crap! Holy crap! I need to go find a job. So I did interview. <laughs> I went and talked to different people um, for like a week, and then I realized there was nothing I could do because I didn't want to go back into working retail again, like I was prior. And I also too was like, I only put in a year and a half in. I, you know, I sacrificed so much. I feel like I'm failing myself by going backwards. So I was just like, okay what if we decided to do this? Because I still was getting calls, like people being like, hey, Lindsay, I want to do my engagement ring, blah, blah, blah with you. And I didn't have anything. So I was like, yeah, here's the deal. Um, I went off on my (laughs) even though I didn't, I didn't even have like a company name. So it all evolved so fast that, is it something that, you know, I had a vision for? No. Um, Mm -hmm. Did I, did I think it could fail every day? Um mm. but is it something that like I also kind of didn't really have in me? No, because I, I can't I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My grandfather has a business company that my family's run for I mean a furniture company that my family's run for, you know, over fifty years here in Houston. My dad had his construction company, you know, so it was always something that like I would lean on them if I had questions or I needed advice or, you know, if I even thought like, okay, this is going to fail, I'd be like, well, I guess I can go work at my family's company or, you know, like, <laughs> to be no, but like, I always just kind of was like, that'll be like, what I tell people is I wanted to go work for my family, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but also too, a, a large portion of it was my clients. They, they really gave me confidence to, you know, just to set me up for success. And they trusted me when they would call and I'd say, hey total honesty. I'm on my own. And if you want to come meet, I'll get in diamonds for you and we can meet at my kitchen table. And every single one of them, I only had one client to this day who was like, wait, what? I don't know about that. I'm coming to your house. Uh, and I still remember them to this day because I because I was like so hurt by it too. But <laughs> other than that everyone really trusted me. I mean, I had strangers that were just referrals and referrals from past clients. And so... Which is kind of how you grow the business anyways. And so it was, it was all truly them that made me a success.
0: Oh, gosh, so many. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like getting chills left and right. I'm like, is it cold in here or is everything you're saying just <laughs> awesome? And I think it's the latter because there's just so much to that. I mean, to think about Lindsay Lee jewelry really coming out of a place of necessity and bravo to your boyfriend, now husband, same guy, for recognizing that you needed a raise and that this needed this conversation needed to happen. And uh, there's so many women um, that the raise conversation is terrifying and I've done it multiple Mm -hmm. times in my, in my career at this point, it really never gets easier, but I love that you were able to recognize your worth, your value really, really quick, cool, cool point uh, that I love that your husband helped you with. You did the research. You actually went over to banks and, and touch base with other experts and said, am I seeing this right? Is my math right? Um, and to have that uh, behind you, I'm sure gave you the confidence to to then step out. And And I love thinking about you uh, in your kitchen or wherever the lighting might've been best for those diamonds, but to be showing them to clients and and really probably being able to spin it as, uh, you know, I'm I'm boutique, I'm I'm you know discreet, and and here we go to, to get started. I'd love to know what was the turning point where perhaps you had um, a ring that that really came together beautifully, or uh, a word of mouth moment, or a publication. I don't know what was the point that you thought okay. This is not actually going to fail. I'm not actually going to have to work with my with my family. Lindsay Lee Jewelry is is here to stay. Was there a moment that you can remember that confidence coming in?
1: Yes, very vividly. So I had this one client who came in, and she runs this Instagram account called Things I Bought and Liked. And <sighs> when she came in, she had thir- she had twenty like three thousand followers. And she came in to, she was totally a stranger, found me on Instagram, came in with her husband to my house, which I was living at with my fiance. It was his parents' duplex, um, uh, love it. <laughs> which was a 1930s duplex. You can envision it. And <laughs> he came over with her husband and we were sitting at the kitchen table. I mean, by then I had made a little desk office area in the little like study room. That was for, like a two by two cubicle. And we were sitting there talking and I was just telling her, I was like, she was like, yeah, I found you on Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, Instagram. It's like, it's connecting me, even though I had like 3000 followers at the time. I was like, it's just been so great to like help grow my business, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, yeah, I started this account and her husband was telling me about it. And he was like, it's called things I bought and liked. And it's, you know, it's just things she buys and she likes and posts about it. And I'm crazy. I want to follow you. And she had 20, yeah, 22 or 23,000 followers. And I was like, wow, you have so many followers. And so then I was like a week later and she bought from me. Um, I was making her a push present. So then she left and I was like, oh yeah, here's a cleaner. And she was like, oh, I want to buy one. She was like, and I was like, no, you can just have it. Cause I had like this cleaner that I was trying to give away to market myself. Oh, and yes. just trying to find ways to like, I could just throw it around. So it'd be in people's hands. And she was like, Oh no, no, no. I have to buy it. So I was like, uh, okay. I've never like sold this cleaner before. This is weird. So she bought the cleaner. <laughs> and that was So strange. And I never really like registered to it. So I was at a, about a week later, I was, I was at a, um, a modeling event because I was still doing modeling to try and like make extra money. And I was, you know, there, and my phone starts going off and it's like this e-commerce that I had started just to tell people about myself, which was so crappy. I mean, it was so shoddy. Like, <laughs> one necklace that I had made for a client that I put up there and like cleaner. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> like this cleaner, I was like, okay, well, John was like, well, why don't you put it on the website so you can try and like sell some of it? I was like, uh, okay, that's so awkward. Like, why would I try and sell something that's $18 and I could just give it away? Um, <laughs> let's do it. And so we put it up there and she posted about it because it is things that she bought and she liked. And I was sitting at the event and I'm about to go out on the runway. And my phone's like bing, 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 like going off like haywire. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? And then my husband starts calling me. And he's like, what the heck is happening? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> for my event, I look at my phone and I have hundreds of online sales for this cleaner. Oh. And I'm like, what in the world? And he's like, babe, we got hacked. And I was like, what no. <laughs> happened? How did that happen? And then he calls me like 30 minutes later and I'm wrapping up, like, you know, getting my hair and makeup taken off and whatnot. And he's like, we didn't get hacked. It's all real. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I called two girls that had ordered your cleaner, And I (laughs) asked them, hey, did you just order some cleaner from Lindsay Lee Jory? Mind you, this is like nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. And they were like, uh, yeah. And he's like, cool. Wrapping up your order now. We'll have it out tomorrow. (laughs) And so he was like, it's not fake. It's real. What's going on? And then, so we stayed up that night from, oh my goodness, from after my show, which ended around 10 until about 630 in the morning, shipping cleaner. And we didn't have a shipping, like any kind of like shipping technology or service or like any kind of anything that we use, like a computer system or anything. And so we had to take it to the post office and hand type each person's name into the address and address and then print each one. And you could only print like 50 at a time until it maxed out your credit card and you'd use another credit card. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. And then I had to go in to each person's account and take a photo of their shipping label that John had been made and then confirm it with them and show them that it was being shipped. It. <laughs> all night. Oh my goodness. I'll never forget that. And we broke two computers, ran out of paper at two post office, had to go to three post office before 6am to complete all of our online orders. (laughs) A nightmare. We woke up, I mean, we didn't sleep that night. The next morning we were like, oh my God, what just happened? (laughs) But also too, it was like, I had gained all these followers because by then I was like, that's so crazy that she did that. Let's like, Mm. she only had a thousand followers. Like, let me go look her up. By then she had like 50. And so she just grew exponentially. And so it was just like the funniest thing ever, the way it all worked out. And so I realized then, well, this Instagram thing is something It's working. And so I got all of these messages the next morning being like, hey, Lindsay, wanted to talk to you about a custom piece or, you know, an engagement ring. It just put all these people in front of me that I didn't even know really existed or didn't know that I existed. And so all because of this little $18 cleaner. Oh,
0: that... Is so cool. And if I did not have a microphone in front of me, I would have been cackling during that entire story because it's just (laughs) so good. And I had totally forgotten about your cleaner, but I will say this, my sister-in-law swears by it. I'm excited. I'm going to have to try some. But now that you mention it, I do know that I have actually had that cleaner suggested to me already. So I'm excited to try. Oh my goodness how cool is this? I love your story, Lindsay, because there's so many different moments that really, I, I wasn't, I'd had no idea that that was the story you were going to share. I mean, that's so cool to <laughs> think about something that, that wasn't even on your radar to sell. And, and, and thus began such a fantastic, um, gosh, example of of necessity so so leaving that that previous role and recognizing your value and your worth and then going for it and then having some other products that that you know you would have never guessed would be the thing that really took off um and bravo to to that amazing gal um and remind me of her handle I do I follow her great things I bought and liked right things I bought and liked Uh Okay, yeah, that's so fun. And so even for her to take that chance on you and to say, no, I really want to do this. I just love that. I love to think about that. And and I love thinking about, gosh, those messages you began to receive of, of new clients. And and like you said, that definitely would have been a moment that you're like, okay, this, this is going to work. This is going to happen. <laughs> it um, was for sure. Oh, it's so cool. Well, I'd love to know because that's definitely one of the probably wow moments uh, in your career. But I'd love to know what is maybe a memorable moment for you uh, in your career, or or perhaps has there been a real wow purchase, a real wow ring that that you thought, oh my gosh, I, you know, I never thought I'd sell a ring of this size or clarity or or whatever that might be for you. What's a real, uh, gosh, wow moment uh, in your career?
1: I would have to say 20 spring of 2019 January I got a call from a guy saying that he wanted to do an engagement ring with me um I didn't know him he was going to fly in and meet with me and he wanted a you know five carat pair okay never done anything like that okay I got this let me get in stones um and we I sold to this day one of my favorite stones I have ever laid eyes on. It was um, a G color, VS clarity, gorgeous stone. It was incredible. The setting was totally diamonds covering each angle inside of the setting up the prongs, around the hidden halo. Wow. And it was spectacular. I still dream about that ring. Um, so that was. The largest ring I had ever done on my own by carrots, you know, carrots, because I had only been in business for probably maybe eight months by then. Yeah. Because I made 2018 to January 2019. So yeah, probably about, you know, eight months. And so I was like, this is it. I have made it. I am doing big things this is celebrity status for me and so and i i loved we had he gave me seven days to make the ring and it was it was wild and i you know it it puts you on the mark too because then you know i probably two months later i had a lady from canada call me saying i want this exact ring let's replicate it so i got to remake that exact ring um and send it off to canada so (sighs) It's fun when you do pieces like that, that puts you on the radar of, you know, that clientele wanting that elaborate, you know, style. So that was, that was wow for me because anything above two carats, I was like, whoa, you know, your heart
0: Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then to be looking at a a five carat pear shape, that is not too shabby. That is really fun. Oh, my gosh. Well, that would be a wow moment. I think for for anyone even to just try that on is pretty cool. So for you to actually be able to be sourcing it, finding it, and then gosh, creating it for that client. That is so cool. Oh, well, this has been so much fun, and I have learned so much from you, and I've loved getting to know you a little bit. I I would love to know, and I'm sure my listeners would really enjoy hearing from you, uh, and this is a loaded one, so I'm warning you in advance, but I'd love to know perhaps, (laughs) what is the greatest lesson you have learned? To
1: not let the small things bring me down. Um, mm. I am the type that it's hard for me to let go of control and to not want to make everything perfect for everyone or everything. Right. So I have learned and it's taken me two years now that I can't let the little things hold me down when there is a way bigger picture out there. Um mm. I will stay up at night with anxiety, not sleeping because I'm anxious that this one ring that's supposed to be done on Friday and it's Wednesday and I have to go pick it up tomorrow. And you know what I mean? Like these little jobs are like big th- jobs and timelines and you know, that rushes to, if a client needed something the next day or they need it within two days, I'd be like, yeah, I can do it. I've got it. And then it would destroy me trying to get it done rushing around town um, having it made getting the parts made rushing my manufacturers to have cads done um, right it has been really hard for me to not be so much of a yes person and just say hey that's not the timeline that I can get it done within my you know within my parameters and you know with my quality control so mm. this and most of the time the guy's like oh yeah it's fine I just thought I could mm. get it soon so I've learned a lot to like put my foot down and clients are okay. They totally respect it. So letting letting go has been one of the hardest things for me to learn because I just want to have everything in control. Um, but the more you grow, you can't. So you've got to like loosen up and let people take on roles and let them do their jobs, which is kind of like thinking back. That's how I started was he let me just you know, run wild and run his store
0: at Mm. the boutique.
1: So I figured it out.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. Yes. And such a cool full circle moment to think about. Yes, that, that season, that original boutique you were at. And now to think where you are now, super cool to, to just express that, you know, let it go. And I love what you just said. As you grow, you can't, you literally cannot continue to hold on to all of those roles. you got to let go and grow. you got to let go and grow. Oh my goodness. Exactly. Uh, well, Lindsay, what are you learning now in life?
1: I am learning to juggle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I am learning. We have, I, so again, back to, you know, your loaded question, what was a really hard lesson for me, it was accepting that I needed help. So
0: mm.
1: my entire kind of um, semi harass me being like, hey, you need help. Hey, you need help. And I was like, no, I don't. this is my company. I'm going to do it myself. No, I don't. And then finally I was like, okay, fine. Let's meet for drinks. Like let's chat. Um, <laughs> and I was talking to my husband. He was like, what did you think? And I was like, I think she'd be great. And he was like, then we're hiring her. And I was like, no, not yet. I need to figure out if I need her, like clients don't want to work with anybody else but me. You know what I mean? So yeah. she was for me, um, the greatest thing that I did on my own was hiring somebody else and knowing that, wow, I'm growing, I'm expanding, I can do this. So learning now is how to manage not just one of us, but now there's five of us. So it's a lot. Um, every day is a of whose role is what and how to oversee all roles, but not be involved in them heavily. Um, because we're growing at a very fast pace that we are trying to figure out what's most important today and what can wait for next week. What is on the long-term goal list and how to scale Lindsay Lee five years, 10 years, um, while also just trying to do daily tasks, which mm. are a lot because those tasks can boggle you down where you start to lose vision of you know, what are we doing next month or what's our game plan for 2021? So that's what I'm learning now. And we also, um, I mean, I'm going to have a baby. So that is going to be a yes. kind of learning curve for me, which is terrifying for me. Oh. Um, the more I think about it, I'm like, oh my goodness, what is happening? But that's another part I'm going to have to learn to just let go and trust my team to handle everything while I take off.
0: Um, Absolutely. Uh, So that's kind of what
1: we're learning now is just we moved into a new location. So we're trying to also just figure out how to function smoothly in a different space that's much larger.
0: Oh, so exciting. And I haven't been able to point this out, but I would like to just real quick. You guys, um, we're recording this in uh, 2020. You might be listening in 2021, January. Uh, Lindsay started this in 2018. So when she's talking about fast growth, she's not tooting her own horn. She's literally stating facts. I mean, to put that timeline out there, you guys, it's so impressive. And Lindsay, it's so cool uh, just to think about what's next for you. Personally, we might have to have another how'd she do that uh, episode with you as a mom. Maybe you can fill us in once you know how you're going to do all of this. (laughs)
1: Still figuring it out. We'll, you know, cross that bridge when we get
0: to it. Absolutely, well, and congratulations again, again and again. This has been so much fun. I was already loving all that you're doing, but now I feel like I just am obsessed, and I'm so happy for you and all that you have going on. I I would love to know: is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to?
1: Wowzers! I feel like we covered a lot. We um, just to touch base on. Where we moved to, we have just purchased a 2,200 square foot building that is a standalone store. So, when I always said I didn't want to get into retail, here we are. Yes. <laughs> we're, still not, we're still not like retail, retail. Um, we are by appointment only doing our custom meetings and appointments. Um, but we have a showroom now, so people who can come in and see some of our designs that we've created and curated. Mm-hmm. Um, but one day, hopefully, we're trying to figure out how we can open the doors and there always be somebody available to help people that walk in from the streets because um, we're usually always in appointments or we have our online department that's always doing online orders. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next or what will happen in the next few months, but hopefully soon we will have our doors open for anyone and everyone to come on in.
0: But oh, if you have
1: a question and you want to stop by, we're located at 800 Taft and it's a girl gang here. It's fun.
0: Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. I love that girl gang. And I know that all of my listeners, you guys, I'm going to tease this in just a second. I'm going to have Lindsay let you know where you can connect with her. But to think of, oh my gosh, just being able to walk in and see all of your pieces. I'm sure many people are echoing the sentiment. That would be incredible. That would be so cool. <laughs> Very, yeah. very fun. Oh my goodness. Well, again, this has been so much fun, Lindsay. And I love to think about uh, my listeners and and just the element of, of networking in their career and in their lives. Many are recent grads, some are pivoting in their career, but we even have empty nesters. We have women who are looking to start a role after kiddos, get back into the workforce. Um, and I just love the element of networking even in your own career and throughout, uh, gosh, different clients, connecting with them and growing your business. So this is a question... I love to ask guests, who do you know that should maybe come on and share their, how'd she do that story? Well,
1: I have two people that I, that
0: come to mind. Um,
1: One would be a girl named, um, she had her company name is city boots and she started her own custom boot company out of Dallas and she makes the greatest designs and they're all handmade in Mexico. And I have I think four pairs of my own that I love. They're so comfy is oh, wow. single woman run business that has now grown. And so it's been fun watching her grow over the years. Um, and then my second would be Julie with young, wild and Freeman. She started this play doh kit about probably this 2017, 2016, something like that. And it's just a sensory play doh kit and her story's amazing. And she did it all as her daughter, um, was slow at at speaking. And so the doctor recommended her having sensory kits. And so she now sells sensory kits online. And if you follow on her Instagram stories, it's incredible how many kits she sells as monthly subscriptions. It's like mind boggling. And it's so fun to watch because she also too started out of her house and her kitchen Play-Doh mixer doing it. And just put one, you know, sold one to friends, and then started an e-commerce, and now is in a warehouse selling them, and has all these employees. So it's just, it's fun, you know. You you feed off of entrepreneurs like that, and women like you, and you connect, and you become friends, and you help each other develop and grow. And you know, they always keep you in line, and you keep them in line, and they always give advice. And so,
0: Mm.
1: it's always good to have a foundation like that in a circle that's you know constantly. Gets it because there's so much that goes into running your own business, and so much that you sacrifice and you give up. That yes. it's nice to have somebody else that gets it and is like right there with you, you know. Because no people that are, you know have a nine to five like I used to. They they don't understand why. Why are you working on Saturday? Why are you working on Sunday? Sunday? Why are you at the office at nine o'clock? You know, just come do this with us. Like you can take a day off, and it's like. Yeah, but if I do, then I'm sacrificing X, Y, and Z for that one day off. You know, so it's right. just balance and and having people around you that you know that your support team that get it. And so it's fun watching other other women grow too. I thoroughly enjoy it.
0: Yes. And I love both of your suggestions. You guys will have to be on the lookout. And a quick side note, I don't want to misspeak, but I think Julie and I may have been sorority sisters at Baylor. (laughs) So I'm going to have to take a look. Yes. Do do you know she went to Baylor? Yes. Okay. I think we may have been in the same sorority. So I am pumped. And thank you for both of those. Oh, my goodness. And that cast. is so I know, funny. I know. Those are both great, great recommendations. And again, thank you so much. Well, you guys, I have been teasing this. And many of you throughout this podcast have already found Lindsay. You've probably already found her website, her Instagram. But Lindsay, where can listeners connect with you?
1: Always on Instagram at Houston Diamond Girl. And then you can send us an email at info at com, or you can give us a call at 713-497-5702. Or you can, what else is there? Send us a Facebook (laughs) message.
0: Oh, nice. Yes. Well, you guys are going to love connecting with Lindsay. If you listen, we can't wait to hear what you think of this conversation. Show her some love. And, Lindsay, again, thank you so much for your time today. I have loved getting to know you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is
0: a thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next week for a new episode. Talk to you soon.